everyone, welcome to the 38th episode of Mixtape Book Club Podcast. My name's Ellen. And my name is Mel. In each episode, we take an in-depth look at a different trope or subgenre in the huge variety of fan fiction about Destiel. And in this episode, we're going to talk about fics where either Dan- Dean or Cass, or sometimes both, are musicians. And to discuss her fic, Standing Where the Lightning Strikes, we would like to welcome author Cass Lovesless Freckles, also known as Mel. Hey! Hello! <laughs> Hi Mel, how are you doing? Thank you for having me. It's going to be a little confusing with a, a Mel and a Mel, so I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might get a bit confusing, but we'll we'll work with it. We'll... I'm, I'm the only one without um, the accent like you guys. <laughs> 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 So apart from Standing Where the Lightning Strikes, the other fix we're going to talk about today are Apoggiatura by, and here's where I'm going to get this name wrong, C, no, I don't even know, C in there for that. Is, is that right? C ain't <laughs> here for that. C ain't here for that. Ain't there here we go. for that. Oh, thank <laughs> you. That. Right, thank yeah, that's how I was okay, reading that it. That makes <laughs> way more sense. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then we're going to do Tennessee Whiskey by Trenchcoat Baby and Take the Lead by Jinxed Ambitions. And links to all of the fix that we're going to be talking about today will be available in the episode's post on mixtapebookclub.com um, and included in our huge collection on AO3. Um, and first, before we start talking about this um, musician stuff, and we just have to say thank you to everyone who's supported us on um, Coffee. Um, we've just used some of that money to pay for our website stuff and all sorts of things. So thank you. Your, your support means a lot to us. Um, and you can join in with that by going to coffee.com slash mixtape book club. If you'd like to thank you to all of our supporters. Yay. Thank you. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. Um, so musicians, we, we're very, we're blessed in this fandom to have, um, one of our OTP, who is an actual musician, like an actual <laughs> rock star. How good is that? And um, isn't that amazing to say? Because, yeah, like even a few years ago, Jensen would not have done that. And I think that's just such a wonderful journey that we've gotten to to watch and vicariously yes. through watching him get over his like fear of playing in front of people, essentially. Um, to being somebody yeah. whose album was at like number one on the iTunes chart this week at one point. Oh my god, yeah. So proud of that guy. It makes you buddy. so proud. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess it really helped too with um, you know, the cons having his supportive, like having Loudon Swain there and being like Rob being supportive and all that of his um or all of the like all of the cast, you know, get pushed into singing at one time or another, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, very musical bunch. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. We got so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got a really supportive fandom behind him as well. I feel like even Mm -hmm. if he had sounded terrible, which he definitely does not. (laughs) No. no, (laughs) Clearly, clearly he sounds amazing and that's why he's doing so well. But I just feel like he's, you know, even if he'd have sounded terrible, he's got such a supportive kind of fandom family there with him. But it's been lovely to watch him do that. But anyway, onto the fake musicians as opposed to the real ones. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, we've got basis in canon a little bit because 
we know that Dean did learn how to play the guitar at one point and he was, you know, having some rock star kind of dream at some point. Obviously it got, you know, beaten out of him by the hunter lifestyle. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, he, he did say he wanted to be a rock star yep. in yeah. that flashback episode. It just, so. it really fits the character, I think. And Supernatural mm -hmm. as a whole, not even just Dean, has always had so much connection to music that I just yep. think it's, it just feels logical. So I love seeing yeah. AUs where he is a musician. I also love seeing anything canon where he has time to like, you know, pick up the guitar again or something like that. So yes. there aren't a lot of those, but I'm just putting that out there into the universe. <laughs> <laughs> that I want to see more of it. <laughs> Give me that retired Dean on the porch of a cottage playing his guitar mm. fic, please. Yes. yes. There's got to be one in the bunker somewhere, right? Oh, there's got to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there has to be one out there. We're steaming towards 115,000 fics, I think. Like, we're already at, like, 100. Oh, my gosh. I, I did look the other day what the exact number was, but it's a lot. There's got to be one out there already, but... You want to give me a no? One. I meant I'm like not an complain. actual guitar, like oh, probably. like like a, a a cursed one that like oh my, I've just come up with my own idea for there a you go. Okay, that I'm sounds like a thing you need to write. <laughs> <laughs> I've got. I guess we'll have one soon. It's it's oh, a cursed know. guitar that every time he tries to play a song, it comes out as a love song, no matter what he does. Oh, so. oh my god. <laughs> Okay, uh, file away this crack. We have to write it later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so good. Anyway, um, no, I think we've chosen actually in this, this collection that we've got here for this episode um, a real variety of different types of musicians that they can be. Like we've got, um, you know, Standing Where the Lightning Strikes, he's a music teacher. And then we've got Apoduchura is the classical musicians. And then we've got the rock stars. So, you know got a, there's so many different types of ways that he can embrace his um you know music musical career um so yeah shall we get stuck right in let's do it <laughs> all right all would right you, would you like to read uh the summary of your fic for us mel uh sure um so the summary goes as when sam gets his life together and fucks off to live in a hippy-dippy, self-sustainable commune in Costa Rica, Dean never considers following suit. That life isn't for him. But after years of being away from his brother and withering his own life away at his monotonous, soul-sucking job, Dean finds himself caving to Sammy's pleas, accepting a job offer he can't refuse, and boarding a plane to the exotic island. It's nothing like Dean could have ever imagined, full of vibrant life and color, foods he's never heard of, and animals he's never seen. It's a tropical paradise, a paradise that becomes a hell of a lot more interesting when a dark-haired, blue-eyed commune native catches his eye. After a rather upsetting first meeting with the grumpy stranger, Dean must continue to navigate life on the island, his new career as a school's music teacher, and the ultimate feat of dislodging his foot from his very big mouth. With a community of characters as familiar as his brother, and as wild as a capuchin monkey with a flair for mischief, Dean will discover that maybe it wasn't just Sam's life that needed a reboot. Still, the question remains, will Dean be able to win over Casanova's most reclusive resident? Ooh, that was a mouthful. <laughs> That's a great summary. 
Oh, okay. So this one was published for Pinefest in 2021. Yes. Um, so it has some absolutely gorgeous art um, by yes. Kay Roseby. Yes, yes, yes. Um, she got very generous um, with her art. And I mean, it's just, it's throughout the fic and it's beautiful and I love it. It's some of my favorite art still to look at um, to this day. Yeah, I and absolutely just... adore her art. I have followed her online for like years now <laughs> and I'm always just yeah. drooling <laughs> over her art. It's just so pretty. So yes, cool. she's amazing. Yeah. It has a really kind of soft style to it. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got I got totally spoiled. Um, so this is 54,000 words long and explicit. Just adding that in there. Um, <laughs> so um, I guess what I was going to ask first was, um, have you been to Costa Rica? Like, why did you decide to, to set it there? <laughs> no, I've never been um, to Costa Rica, but uh, I, in my little notes in the beginning, I kind of explained that <laughs> it's really stupid, but the idea of this fit came to me um, when I was watching a show on Netflix uh, Zach Efron did an adventure show. I don't know if you ever caught that, but he goes around the world and he looks at all of these like different places. Like he goes to just random places where they're like doing things like this. Like it's literally a self-sustainable commune in Costa Rica that he visits. Yeah. And, um, that's one episode and it just, <laughs> I don't know what it was about it. It was so charming to me the idea of it was so charming to me and i just immediately saw them there so yeah i was literally just watching that episode and i was like hmm there's a fic here <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens to writers isn't it? like you just you're looking at something random and you go i can write a story about this for sure yes. i think oh, it's, the is thing. Safe. it's the thing right like that's what me and my friends call it the thing like we're doing the thing we're watching something but we're making it about Destiel. Yeah. <laughs> Everything can be Destiel if you try hard enough. And most stuff doesn't Everything even require can be trying. Destiel if you try hard enough. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, you could watch any rom-com rom and say, okay, I know which one of you is Dean and I know which one of you is Cass. Like, that's pretty, <laughs> you know, if it's good enough story, you, you're going to do the thing. Yep. Yep. Well, it's a very evocative um, environment for creating a story out of like with the the rainforest and the you know the animals and <laughs> all that. I love it it's great the rain like the yeah it was um, a lot of fun it was a lot of fun to take all those different elements and like put them into the story and put these two characters into them that element like into that environment yeah. um it was a lot it was just a lot of fun and I think I I tend to do that. I put them in weird places that you wouldn't expect them to be because I want to either go there <laughs> or have been there. And I, I get that a lot with this fic of yeah. when can I move to this commune? <laughs> and I'm like, same. I'd like to sign up too, please. <laughs> I mean, apparently it's just going to be a Destiel uh, writer's one and we all got to figure <laughs> out how to make clean water and stuff. But I think we could figure it out. Yeah, sure. yeah. Good I mean, Dest yeah, Destiel fans are a smart bunch. We've got this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We've had so many years of gish training that I, we can figure anything out at this point. Exactly. <laughs> as long as we've got 
electricity for our laptops and we're fine right <laughs> yeah i mean this commune had wi-fi they had charlie so they had wi-fi they had they were set up they had sam and with this like you know go anywhere wi-fi yeah, right so exactly <laughs> awesome this commune also had i was i was delighted to find that um it also has one of my favorite things is um that jimmy was there as well as cass and they had like that um you know double take moment yes yeah. people confusing yeah. jimmy and cass is it's it's just like a, a it's can't even call it a trope really but it's just like a minor little thing that shows up in fix sometimes that i just absolutely love especially if it's yep. just you know so dean being confused because he's just like wait this this guy's an <laughs> asshole now he was so nice a minute yeah. ago <laughs> i just met him and he was really nice what happened yeah. it's so much fun it's such a fun trope to write i i i haven't really written it very often i wrote it in another story and he, he, I just love playing with Dean's perspective of there being two of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's just going to get over that. Like, there's two of you. And I always like to play with one is the grumpy one. Now, my other story, it's Jimmy that is, like, has the issue with them. So Dean's like, you know, this is the evil twin. And, like, <laughs> it's just, it's fun. It's a really fun, it's a really fun, uh, like, family trope to play with for Cass. Yes. Um, so you got real kind of enemies to lovers um, vibe going with this one because they they kind of hate each other at the beginning, and then they gradually work out what's going on, and you know, Cass realizes that Dean's actually all right, and Dean realizes that Cass isn't actually really grumpy all the time. Uh, it's a lovely progression. <laughs> they try to be friends. enemies; they're just not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're both too good. That looking. never lasts very long. <laughs> yep, I loved it. I love, I love a grumpy cast trope. That's it's, it's always fun. But you know, he doesn't. He just cannot hold on to his resolve. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He just can't resist something about being He's around Dean. Whatever could it be? <laughs> <clears throat> and in this particular fic, I had so much fun when it was the animals that got him he was just like mm. yeah he saw dean with his animals and he was like yep that's it um you i guess right i guess i'm done <laughs> as a fandom i think we are obsessed of having these guys interact with animals of some kind <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah there's, not there's my first so where many... i've written them to have animal yes uh i think one of the first ones i read of yours was the one with was it a miniature pig I think it was. Oh yeah. Um, yeah I think pug. that was one of the first ones I read. <laughs> so I was like, "Yep, I love Pug." Yeah, yes. yeah, that one was really fun. I wish I would have like, and and I love writing musician Dean. So I wish I could have been able to squeeze that in there somehow, but I couldn't. There was so much in, in that fic already as it was. He loved music, but he did not play it. Yeah. yeah, sometimes we can't put everything in the fic that we want to. Right. We want to. As much as we try. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, you've managed to squeeze in quite a lot of, um, like, canon references. Like, you've got, uh, you know, Dean always thinking he'd be a good dancer. And there's a few other lines that are um, straight out of canon, which I love. Um, but, yeah, really nice. Actually, there was one in that particular scene, I think it is, no, I'm not sure. I'm getting confused. I, this beautiful scene where he's first playing, where after he first realizes that 
that he might have a thing for Cass and he goes back to his cabin and starts playing his guitar. And it's a really beautiful kind of romantic scene, soft. Um, and he plays I Want to Dance with Somebody, which is, like, really beautiful. Um, and, like, this is just me and I, Aussie listeners may relate, but there was this. <laughs> so uh, we've got Australian Idol on at the moment. And I know that you've Ooh. got American Idol and you've got there are other Idol shows around the world. Um, <laughs> and but but it started in, in January and back way back, like the start of December, they started showing ads for this show. Right. And they kept showing this guy who was playing the guitar. He was playing that song. And, <laughs> you know, he was it was it was one of those sort of audition things where he's really nervous. And he's just playing it like really quietly. And and they showed the ad for like almost two whole months like every other night when I was watching the news on the TV or whatever was on and this ad would come on. So when I'm, I'm reading Dean playing this song, I'm like, stop, no, I don't want to hear that other guy. I just want to hear Jensen singing this song so beautifully and getting all misty about it. But anyway, oh, I was really annoyed at myself. Um, but no, that scene is just so beautiful. <laughs> Um, thank you I love that scene a lot yeah um there's on like 90% of my fix I always have a playlist so there is a playlist on link onto this fic and it has a beautiful cover um of that song that I kind of imagine is how Dean is singing it like the slowed down version it's it's lovely so um I would recommend anyone listen to that uh with that one but yeah, the canon references are my favorite thing to do. Yes. <laughs> if I can slip one in, I will do it absolutely uh, every single time, like without shame. <laughs> and I and I my my new my well not my newest but the last story that I published um, is like full of them. As many as I could get in there. There's cockles references. There's cast references there's everything and like even my betas were like you're crazy this is too much this is a lot and i'm like they work though every single one of them works they're like yeah how do you do that but it's <laughs> literally one of my favorite things to do yes the beauty of writing fan fiction you can just put whatever you like in there and it works itself yeah it's i nice. can make anything fit i can make it fit we're, we're doing this it's gonna happen if it makes you think about something in canon it's probably like if it pings your brain a little probably from canon because i'll put stupid things in there dumb things because i rewatched the show so much i have dumb you know dumb facts so it'll just okay. be stupid things that don't don't mean anything but somebody said it offhandedly in canon once so i was like wrote some notes i could make this into a fit this into a fit yeah because i mean we've got like if you think about it 15 years worth of dialogue to pull from and there's Mm -hmm. so much of it and sometimes i write things and then i look back like a couple of paragraphs later i'm like why does that seem familiar have i written that before and then i'm like no 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 (laughs) somebody else wrote that (laughs) on the show that's why (laughs) and then sometimes yeah Sometimes I'll lean into it and then like tweak it to make it deliberate. Or sometimes I'm like, no, let's rewrite that my way. (laughs) But it's, it's nice to just have so much to pull from. I like those little nods. I like to read when I'm reading fic and I see something like that. It just tells me you're into the source material, you know, like it's just a special little 
It, yeah, I it's like really to, fun. you know, they're Easter eggs, right? They're kind of like Easter eggs. It gives me yeah. that same feeling that you get sometimes where you're like, oh, they said the title. <laughs> Does anybody else yeah. get that? Or am yes. I just, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> when I'm reading yeah, a fic, yeah. I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> he, said it. he said the line. He said the line. Also, <laughs> me and my friends say, we said the line. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Um, that's always a fun part of of any fic is like you can find a little easter egg i try to put them into my stories like the same thing if you're reading all my stories you're going to pick up on some of the same things like throughout my own stories so like in this one they lay on a blanket for their picnic and i have that same blanket in like a lot of my other fics so kind of some little yeah. things like that yes, it's so things. fun mm -hmm. It's fun. It's a fun little treat for your readers, right? That's how I feel. Well, one of one of my absolute favorite things about this, and I was so glad that there was art of it. I'll, I'll say it without like spoiling it ahead of time. But um, one of my favorite things was Crowley in this fic. Um, yes. <laughs> how how spoilery are we going here? I mean, it's only a minor detail. It's not like a huge plot detail necessarily. Well is a plot detail. Okay. Well, yeah, it's just a little fun thing. You know, it's like it's a little fun twist. Yeah. So right, the scene, the, the scene where Crowley uh, steals Dean's toothbrush. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we got art of it, which is just amazing. Like we, we got art of the toothbrush and everything. It was so good. <laughs> so good. And it's such a little detail, but it's just so believable like somehow adding that detail in managed to take what could have just been a generic bird <laughs> into actually 100 percent being that character being believable as that character <laughs> yep and i loved it i really loved that and how it actually ended up adding to the story not necessarily just being like a fun detail like oh he's a bird ha 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 um, but it actually ended up being a part of the story giving you know dean and cass a, another opening for a scene for progression in their relationship and it was great i loved it so yeah big props for crowley and his toothbrush stealing <laughs> <laughs> i really I love crowley yeah. me too i liked how slowly they're uh, well not slowly they they right at the beginning dean was like knew that he was attracted to Cass, I guess. But I loved how he gradually kind of talked Cass into being, you know, and, oh, I guess he didn't. Cass just showed up at school and stuff and just, you know, they started getting closer right away. But, oh, he yeah. was just well, so he, gentle he and lovely. He kind of coaxed him, like, along, right? Like, he he showed up. He was, he was kept, unex he kept surprising Cass, like, yeah. One of my favorite scenes is when they're at the bees, when Dean stumbles on Cass's bees. Yeah. And Cass is just like, are you, you can't read? Like, do they know <laughs> they hired a teacher who can't read? Did you not see the signs? Are you, what's wrong with you? And Dean's just like, I didn't do anything to your bees. But Cass is just like, is, what's wrong with him? Like, but he can't <laughs> help it. You know what I mean? He can't help but get like smitten by this charming idiot who just wants to talk to him about his dumb bees like he's just 
Like mm-hmm. he can't get over the fact that he keeps bumping into him in this charming way where he's just like, you're not the pr- annoying person that I thought you were be- going to be, I think is what kind of disarms him. And it's such yeah. a good study of the characters in general, really. Because like you have all these like caution bees signs and stuff and <laughs> Dean being Dean reads that sign once he notices it and is just like oh curious like what's what's going on i need to find out and then Cass is just there like Why? are you illiterate <laughs> like <laughs> so yeah such a yes. great study of the, the two characters i love it they're, they're so much fun to work with why i mean it's just so fun to like put them against each other this way and then just kind of have them both chip away at each other's you know issues and walls and whatnot Cass especially in this fic he's very cautious and then it but it just goes back to the animals he's when Dean brings that treat mm-hmm. for yeah, I was gonna say he brings pet. presents <laughs> he he's he's done <laughs> yeah he's he's smitten kitten <laughs> oh yeah, he may have resisted up until that point, but then it's just like, nope, that's it. Hands in the air, I give up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Well, it's only, you know, 55,000 words, but I could have read an extra, like, couple hundred thousand about this. Though, <laughs> so they're really nice together, though. I love them. Yeah, this is one of those fics where I wish there was 100K, like, or 200 even, just because the, the world <laughs> yeah. and them together is wonderful. And yet when I was reading it, it only felt like about 20 because I was just enjoying it so much. I was like, wow, I'm not already. I just read 50,000, how? <laughs> so, yeah. I really wanted to write more. I wanted um, I wanted to flesh out the school and the commune a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to cut, you know, I had to cut things for time because, you know, when you're doing the Pine Fest, you're kind of on the deadline. And I'm not yeah. good with the deadline. <laughs> I do a lot of writing, like, right up until it's due, pretty much, you know? Oh, and, yes. um, <laughs> yeah, we've so... been there. <laughs> <laughs> so to meet my deadline, I had to cut, like, a chunk out that I really wanted to do more with. But, um, you know, I, if I, I wish that I had the time. I, you know how we are. We're writing a hundred things at once. But I've always had more ideas for this little universe and I wish I could write sequels for everything that I write. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it would be one that I would wanna wanna do in the future. Like something else. Timestamp maybe or there was a lot of things that I left open ended that I could address. That I wanted you know what I mean? You know how when you write and you're like, if I could write something more about this later down the line, this is how it would go. Yeah. I think I left a lot I lot there that I could work with later if I wanted to. So I try to leave myself that option. Yes, please. Especially if I like a verse like this one. I really enjoyed working in this universe a lot. Well, I would definitely read more if there was any. Just saying. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, a list of worlds that I'd like to go back to sometime, but... um... Yeah. But what about all the new ones you want to write? That's the problem. Exactly. They're always competing and there's only so much time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Why can no one pay me to write, Bambi? Um, (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Even when people want to pay you to write things, it's not about Dean and Cass. So rude. Right. (laughs) I know. God. 
what oh. else is there to write about? <laughs> <laughs> These idiots occupy all of my brain space. <laughs> all of it. Yeah, is there anything that you would like to share about this fic specifically that we have not covered? Um, I mean, no, I mean, we, we talked about it so much, but I just, yeah, I love, I love the two of them. Oh, one thing I really liked about this fic that I kind of wanted to talk about was Dean and Sam's relationship. Um, yes. I feel like I always go a little hard on Sam, but I kind of was like, you know what? have you be a little hippie <laughs> and I really enjoyed their relationship like they were brothers they were you know giving each other shit and acting like brothers do I mean I'm you know I'm an only child so I can only imagine uh, that this is how siblings act giving each other shit all the time from what I hear um, but that's what I liked about them they were they really liked each other while also, you know, being brothers at the same time. Yes. Um, I love that. And still having that Sam and Dean closeness that we know and love. Yes. That's what I was going to say. I love that they are close in this and that Sam is very, not even just supportive of Dean coming to the commune, but I mean, encouraging him in the first place, like being the one who wanted him to do it. Um, but at the same time, he's still just kind of a little shit and wants to and wants to tease Dean yes. about about certain yes. things and things things that are happening um in the story yes. and I love that I feel like without that kind of like teasing like element it they just it wouldn't feel like them as much um, yeah but this one that this one really does because they do have that I think it's great <laughs> and I feel like we got robbed of that like in actual supernatural they didn't treat each other like brothers like like this, you know, like goofing off and um, yeah. Paul Tales is a good there's example. There's a few episodes, yeah, there's a few episodes where we get like some of that really good like brother content like that, but there yes. are not as many, especially increasingly like as the show went on, I feel like they mm -hmm. just didn't have time for that anymore. <laughs> I was yeah. like, no, I, I but do But wouldn't like they that. still have a little bit of time for that? Like, you know how we would just get little glimpses of it, but I like, it, it was like seeing the thick stick uh stickies on the back of sam's jacket you know it's yes. like those moments they yeah, really I mean, they robbed still, us of those in exchange for like together <laughs> do everything together right. so why would they not <laughs> just because exactly. they've grown up a little bit doesn't mean they stop doing it <laughs> yeah right they they portray them like super boring i mean i feel like no matter who you live with they drive you insane eventually <laughs> exactly <laughs> or like when chuck showed up and they just got annoyed and he, you know they were just like sniping back and forth at each other we needed more of that i think in in the actual canon but so you know let's add it to as much big as we can make them actually brotherly and not constantly we just weighed down with all their trauma <laughs> yeah well it's one of the great things about fic we can uh put whatever we want in it <laughs> Yeah, and no one, no yes. one's giving us a forty-minute time slot limit once a week. <laughs> we can put whatever right. we want. I did want to mention, just without um, filling in the details of what happens in that scene, because it will be kind of a major spoiler for somebody who wants to read it. But the cliff jumping scene—I'll say that much. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I just absolutely loved how you did that because it could have been um, a scene. You know, we've we've watched. Dean and Cassie's relationship kind of slowly 
progress as they work each other out and it could have been a very quiet moment like it didn't need necessarily an epic setting or anything like that and it then people still would have eaten it up because of the moment being what it is but putting it in the place where you did having that background and everything going on having like all the conversations that they have and everything as well like it just builds and i i even when i finished the fic when we read it specifically for the podcast it was one of those scenes where i immediately went back and read it again and i just <laughs> loved it <laughs> i loved it because it was so like visual the way that you did it like i could picture all of it and it was fantastic so i had a lot of fun with that scene i loved it thank yes. you so much I, I loved writing that scene it was so much fun they're so much fun when you just let them have fun yes you know like that's what that's one of the things like i because i i haven't i don't think i've reread this story since i really wrote it i think i kind of skimmed it a few times but i actually reread it before this podcast and i was like geez this is fluffy but oh my god i love it i want <laughs> i it's such a nice little break to see them communicating and yes. <laughs> being soft and, you know, talking to one another and enjoying one another. Like, that's kind of one of my favorite things is just, you know, giving them that connection. So I love when it comes through on in the words, <laughs> like what I'm feeling like, oh, I like, you know, putting them in that moment and, um, you know, it's always kind of comes back to adding in the music, which is appropriate because we're talking about musicians, but there's the title of this song or of this fic is after a song called Once in a Lifetime. And I think I was listening to it on repeat while I was writing this. So those emotions are, you know, they're just all adding into the, you know, crescendo of the, of the scene. So... I'm I'm happy that it translated. <laughs> yes, it yeah, did. very effective. Yeah. And then they go back to the cabin and take off their unsexy Velcro. And... <laughs> Sexy Velcro sandals. <laughs> and then Even in those poor sandals, then they're bright yellow. Yeah, and... the highlighter <laughs> colored sandals. <laughs> I actually yeah. had somebody in my comments go, I have three pairs of those sandals and they're hideous. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I used to have a pair of those that I took all over Europe with me one time and they were great. They were so comfortable. They looked stupid, but they are extremely comfortable. <laughs> they weren't yellow. I will put that out there. But... <laughs> I just love picturing Dean in them though, because immediately they go into the same category as like Dean and shorts. Like you just know that Dean yeah, would never be yeah. seen dead in that, right? Um, yeah, until well. circumstances dictate that really he has to, and obviously he's not going to say no to us. <laughs> so, and he and he admits it to himself in the thing. He's like, you know, of course I'm doing this at the at the you know behest of my crush. Like I have to put these fucking shoes on and then. Just, and then Sam and Eileen walk by. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> was, uh, so oh good. man, it's so funny. It's just yeah. so funny. And that because of man. that relationship they have and those brother moments you get, you just immediately know that Dean is never living that down. Ever. No. <laughs> so. mm -mm. Nope. And that and that was something else that I loved about 
this scene in particular was like I tried to send him there still really like buttoned up like he even tells Sam no chick flick moments I don't do shorts like he says it all throughout the beginning like here's my lines like I'm I'm here but I'm not doing that and then Cass comes and he's like what okay let me go change (laughs) back in a minute with my shorts don't worry (laughs) (laughs) yep so fast he's just well, like they, they open each other up don't they in in a mm-hmm. figurative sense and literal as well <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah they kind of uh they before they were both quite reserved and then they just encouraged each other to take part yeah yeah and then and then fluff <laughs> yeah. no, I, yeah. I love i love my angst i love putting them through it when i right i love reading when they're going through it as well but there is a lot to be said sometimes about the fact that these are clearly both my very innocent babies that have never done anything wrong in their entire life and (laughs) they just deserve the fluff (laughs) wrap them in blankets what they deserve must protect haven't you been through enough if i wanted to see them in pain i would just watch the show (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, well, we have, we have a lot of that. <laughs> like I'll just turn it on. I'll just turn on my TV. But I want to see them kiss. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see, see cute things. I want to see them snuggle. And if I have to write it, then I guess I have to write it. But like, yeah, someone's gonna know. do it. <laughs> Someone has to make them mash their faces together. <laughs> Unfortunately yeah. for everybody out there, it's gotta be us. <laughs> so for everything around here. Oh, well, you've mashed their faces together in a really beautiful way here. Um, <laughs> gorgeous blood. <laughs> gorgeous mashing. We approve. Yeah. Excellent mashing. <laughs> um, do you want to move on to Apogee Chura next? Yes. Let's get the chunky boy out of the way. <laughs> All righty. Um, so the second pick is called Apogee Chura, and it's by... C ain't here for that now that we've worked out how to pronounce the author's <laughs> name. I'm so sorry if you're listening to this. Um, it was published back in 2014. Uh, it is a little longer. It's 121,000 words um, and it's explicit. And I feel like, Mally, you've mentioned this one a few times on the podcast already um, and mm-hmm. I've been trying to get around to reading it, but at least now I've had the excuse to actually sit down and read it. And um, Yes. That's great. <laughs> uh, the, Was the choosing this trope, at least in part, an excuse to get you to read this? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, the summary goes like this. Castia leaves the religious commune of Heaven Farms to study classical piano after winning a full scholarship paid for by the Deanna Campbell Memorial Foundation and answers an ad in the campus newspaper. One bedroom to let, meals provided... 50 megabit Wi-Fi, quiet, odd music student preferred. That's it. Um, there's a hell of a lot more involved in this story than just a, that little snippet, but that's the beginning. He turns up at um, Dean's house that he's, uh, you know, renting out a room for and plays the piano. Um, Dean is a cellist and um, Sam is like a professional violin player so um and Cass is the one who's attending university like so I guess that it feels like they're all quite young in this one 
Yeah. But um, it just has the most beautiful, like, okay, um, up front I'll say I was a cellist in my school days and after. Um, and I also play the piano. So this, and I'm also like a, I listen to classical music all the time when I'm working and whatever. So this is like my thing. <laughs> I was reading it going, oh my God, why have I not read this before? I love it. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for recommending. <laughs> see, I, I knew this fic was going to be your thing, but it's one of those things like you recommend someone to read a fic and then they see that it's like over a hundred thousand words. So mm-hmm. it goes on the mark for later. And you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I need you to read it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really obvious that the, the author um, is, is a musician or has studied music because the, um, you know, all of the music they talk about is just uh, beautiful, like, descriptions of how it all sounds. Like, you know, they've got um, some links scattered throughout the fic, but I think because it's a slightly older fic, um, some of the links don't work anymore. Like, they're too, like, garage band sites or whatever, so um, they don't work. Um, so I... Being the big nerd that I am, I actually put together a, a Spotify playlist of yes. this, some of the music. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll chuck a link in because I, it's a public one. But um, but yeah, just listen to it and go, oh, I can imagine Dean playing this. Yes. I think, yeah, I think the, the, the best thing about this fic, I mean, obviously the Destiel is wonderful. The plot that turns up almost unexpectedly because I mean you can get halfway through this thick mm-hmm. and you could be yeah. fooled into thinking that there's not going to be that much plot um you yeah, would be I was <laughs> really surprised I was like wait I want yeah, more boys in the kitchen what's going <laughs> on it, is it right that this was originally just posted as like a series of one-shot type things on tumblr and I then... think so yeah and for a while so... it was being posted to both places so it was being posted on tumblr and to AO3 and I think Tumblr would you know get it first a little bit like they'd have it for a couple of days before it went up to AO3 so right back okay. in the days of like Tumblr fanfic supremacy <laughs> yeah so maybe the author never meant for it to be like a um like such a plot arc like a you know cohesive story maybe they did and they were just doing the fluffy part <laughs> up first you know because it is Luring fluffy us for in. quite a long time <laughs> Yeah, yeah it, and it then is. all of a sudden it's like, bam, bit angst. Yes. <laughs> so, yep. So there is a little angst chunk in the middle. Well, actually, thinking about it, it's probably more than a little chunk, yeah, isn't it? So, it's, so there's it's a it's decent, yeah. a bit of angst. Um, but then you do have a, a wonderful, like the the happy ending is there and it is written out and it's right there in front of you. So that's that's nice to see. It is worth getting through it for the people who maybe aren't so into the angst. <laughs> it's it's bookended with fluff. I'll put it that way. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not terrible angst. It's it's no. it's fine. It's frustrating. It's, worth it. it's frustrating as a reader because obviously we can see the big picture and you just want to grab people and bang their heads together and be like, don't listen. Do what you <laughs> need to do. Um, <laughs> I mean, they don't have their communication issues for that long. Yes. I like so they I work out. It's nice, though, that it comes out of left field, right? Like, yeah. you're just coasting along with this, Vic, because, like, here's the thing about it, is it's it's daunting because 121K is a lot, but it's broken. It says 70 out of 70 chapters. That's scary. But they're yeah. really short. They are short chapters. <laughs> and they yeah. read 
they read quick. And so you're just coasting along. And you're like, this is nice. Oh, I love this progression. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, bang, what's going on? So it's kind <laughs> of nice because you're, you're not really expecting it. And it's this, it doesn't feel like a dready, dreadful lead up to something happening. Yeah. Which is, it I kind of like that. reinvigorates you like halfway through the story where you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay. We've had all this stuff, like relationship things are happening. This is great. <laughs> And, yeah, I can do another 40 chapters of this softness, but yeah, this is okay. Something's happening and it, it does move the story along, I think, a lot. But the other thing that happened, like, with that caught me by surprise was because I'm like terrible at this. I don't look at the tags really before I start reading a fic that's been recommended to me. Like, I, I usually, like, I knew that it was about musicians, whatever, and I knew that there was like this cult kind of, you know, not, not cult, but religious commune, whatever. Um, and then when the first inklings of the shibari, like the ropes and that sort of thing came in, I was like, Ooh, I didn't know this was here. <laughs> so that was that's like an like extra little. That's why it stayed <laughs> interesting because yeah, every extra. time you'd be like, Hmm, hold on. Oh, something new is happening. <laughs> yes. And then all of a sudden he's like, Oh, and Cass is like, oh, um, well, can you do that to me? And Dean's like, um, <laughs> and then Cass is like yeah you tie me up but it's setting me free like oh my god this is such beautiful Uh writing I just Uh (laughs) the whole thing Uh has just got such a beautiful style to it it's like you know lyrical style yes it is it's very lyrical and and it um it the author describes the music like you like you said you can tell when somebody is obviously a musician who's writing this because you're writing it from a different perspective than anybody else has completely because you're absolutely reading it as somebody who's like you're you you get immersed from that i think i appreciated that a lot even though i didn't know what what she was talking about because i'm not a musician (laughs) it still felt really nice (laughs) yeah that's the one thing about this i think is it's written in a very almost lyrical way like a lot of the ways that the music is described and listening to Cass and Dean talk about the music like even when Mm -hmm. Cass is talking about his lessons and things like that um, it's written in such a way that I think it is accessible for people that don't you know know a lot about this music necessarily Mm -hmm. but it's also just written in such a beautiful way like the, the fic itself is almost musical sometimes like when you're reading it it just you can feel the music even if you've never heard it i think it's just it's beautifully written it's one of my favorite things about this story is just the the actual way that it's written so yeah one of the things that like uh, not so much musical but when the first time he's trying the coffee in the way that dean makes it he's (laughs) using like a you know one of those keurig pod machine things but he puts some extra stuff in it (laughs) i don't know what he how he does it i can't remember exactly but the way that that is described and, and Cass like trying coffee and just basically orgasming uh, over this coffee is just so beautiful. Um, yeah, and he describes it as like the first few chords of this, uh, what the, the Pasacaglia or whatever. I've, uh, I didn't recognize that um, reference. I don't, I, don't, I don't know their reference, but um, then I went and found the music and I listened to it and went, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> But yes. um, 
Yeah, beautiful. See, that's around. good. See, that's that's you're doing exactly what she wanted everyone to do because I loved that she put the links into like I wish yeah. they were going to YouTube and not to that other site because I was like, man, some of this stuff I want to hear what it is because I like yeah. I said I don't have any idea. Yeah, and I when I put. Yeah, the, a lot of it's the piano trio stuff that they, like mm -hmm. the um, Voodoo Child and like the other songs that Cass and Sam and Dean play together. Yeah. And they've linked to a um, a garage band link or whatever that's not working anymore. And it's like, oh, really wanted to hear yeah. play that. <laughs> but anyway. I was really happy to hear when I clicked over to Moonlight Sonata. That was, oh, yeah. that's one of my yeah. favorite, favorite pieces of music classical music but I was like this is nice like I like to have that link you know from one to the other but even with the broken links it, it still it still worked still worked really well yep yep some of them still worked yeah There's some of them one, still work the one um I think it was oh god now I might be getting this wrong but the one where they're they're doing that they like they go to Kaz's family for the watch that overnight thing that they go to and um they're they're playing uh, a dance and it's the one where Cass and Dean dance together and the music that goes with that 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 link still works and it's so beautiful and I can't I don't know what it is what it's called they don't the author doesn't mention what the, the actual name of it in the fic um and I don't know how to find out what it is but it's so lovely um yeah yeah, there's such a variety of music in this fic, really. Because you have everything from, you know, the the kind of pop tunes that they reinterpret um, at yeah, one point yeah. um, mm -hmm. to, you know, very traditional classical music to more modern classical pieces. Um, and then there's, there's like, fiddling as well. <laughs> there's, like, all kinds yeah, of... Yeah. yeah, there's all kinds of music in this. Like, it's really not, you know, tied to one. Even though you would say, yes, obviously the classical music is the kind of overriding thing because that's what um Cass is essentially studying is classical piano but um there's a lot of it here there's so much variety I love it yeah I mean I guess we should like we've kind of gone over the bits that we loved but we should probably describe it a little bit for people who haven't read it so we can convince them <laughs> yeah people um, probably like that huh <laughs> so Cass is coming from a they they keep people keep describing it as a Mennonite community but it's not um, it's, but it, that's the kind of thing, like it's very, um, it, you know, insular, I guess, like they're protected from the outside world quite a lot and they live closely together and don't, uh, have a lot of technology, that kind of thing. So, but Cass, even though it sounds a bit like Cass is all innocent, and whatever, he knows what's up. Like he's, he's pretty on, on, you know, on the ball with <laughs> working out how things work at the, at the new school he's going to. But, um, Though he doesn't get along with computers very well, which I just no, no. find very entertaining. I, I enjoy that yes. little detail. But yeah, he describes it as um, hippies that found God several times in this fic, which I think yeah, is, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, is, is quite apt. It's like if you imagine a slightly Amish-leaning hippie, <laughs> I feel like that's, <laughs> that's where this commune came from. Yep. And I mean, one of the things that is a big part of it is um, the protocols that he has to go through, that he and Dean kind of have to go through to accept Dean into the family and, you know, I guess 
that Cass has to deal with when he's leaving there kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's very strict in that way, I guess. And Dean just leans right into it. He is perfectly willing to accept these are the things he must do in order to woo Cass. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. I, I love the progression of that too, because like, like you said, it's kind of its own weird community that they're kind of making up close to, you know, other things that we know, but the way that um, Cass brings that into Dean's house, like with when they come to the house and visit and, and it's like, they're very structured and they say things like, I have stones between us and like, oh, yeah. you know, and like when they're like, oh, will you make time for me at the watch? And like, yes, I'll make time for you. Do you have things to say to me? And they're like very formal about it. And, and the thing I love about this fic was that Dean just slipped right into it. He was like, he understood that he had to respect their traditions in order yeah. to be expect, accepted by them. And the way that the author writes it is so interesting and it's so respectful of of whatever they have going on there. And you don't even really know what it is, but you're just like, this is nice. Like, this feels nice. It felt nice, you know, to, yeah. to watch that exchange and watch Dean immerse himself and be able to respect it and slip into it. Yeah. I, I like really appreciated that. Yeah, and I think it was always obvious, even without it being explicitly said, like the way it was written was so respectful and the way that, that Dean entered into it, it was always obvious that Dean's not doing this for himself. Dean's not necessarily interested in their way of life necessarily, but he would do all of this and 10 times more for Cass. And he won't mm -hmm. even question yeah. it. He'll just do it because that, that's Dean. That's just who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah nice yeah i like them a lot <laughs> i like them a lot in this book i love when dean gives cast clothes he starts getting his own little style going that's really cute yeah yeah and Cass soon kind of clocks on to the effect that certain items of clothing have on dean and will 100 percent put on certain pairs <laughs> of jeans just to manipulate him at certain points yes <laughs> just like yes gas you get it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to say about this one without just spoiling all the best parts of it. But I will just say that this fic is an experience. Like it's not just a fic. You just you have to just go and read it and experience this fic. It's it's yeah. Considering it's an older fic from two thousand and fourteen, um, and it's you know a relatively popular fic if you look at like. I know air quotes don't carry through the airwaves, but I'm just saying it's popular in terms of the numbers, which we all know isn't always a good measure of thick for various reasons. But yeah. I feel like I never hear anyone talking about this one, which is weird to me, because to me, it's like one of those big, like key fix in the fandom that everybody should read, but I just don't ever hear anyone talking about it. So go read, tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's fresh. I mean, even for being 2014, there was thing like I love one of the things I love about fic is when you read one and you're like, is this foreshadowing? How when did this fic yes. get written? Because this happened, <laughs> and and there's things in this fic that they like say or hint at or allude to, and I'm like, wait, that happened after this fic came out, which is things that I love about supernatural fandom because there's so much of you know content happening that we're bound to 
hit the nail on the head once in a while but like yes. that that's what's kind of nice about this one was it stayed fresh it didn't it doesn't feel like it was written in 2014 which was a yes. long time ago unfortunately yeah it's an au that yeah. could just have easily been written after the show ended um and would still mm-hmm. still feel the same yep yeah don't be put off by the the classical music part it's like Mm-mm. it is a, it is a big part of it but it's not like the story is really what carries it um yeah and the story yeah. is dean dean and Cass and their relationship so yeah mm-hmm. if you like them you'll like this <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a good one if anybody wants to read this fic and then squeal about it with me then please do <laughs> yes all right, all right. Uh, shall we move next? on to take the lead all right so uh take the lead by jinx to ambitions this one is a little more recent kind of kind of midway this is from 2015 um i think this was a dcbb so it's got some lovely art in it again uh, by the dangerous ginger and the summary goes like this castiel is one of the world's biggest rock stars lead singer of the garrison he's living a life of decadence but he can't come up with inspiration for their next album and they're supposed to be back in the studio in a matter of weeks it's no secret that the garrison's music is mostly about Castiel's sex life, and the man experiments in lovemaking as often as he does with the band's sound. Now, Cass needs a new sexual experience to inspire his music. Dean Winchester is a mixed martial artist with a reputation for being able to take a hard hit and being able to deliver an even harder one. Having a fight in Vegas is surreal for the Kansas native. Being propositioned by a rock star after the fight is equally surreal. First of all, Castiel is decidedly male with a reputation for the ladies as sordid as Dean's own. Second, his proposition to be at Dean's mercy in the bedroom is as ridiculous as it is intriguing. So this one's quite clear up front what it's about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I mean, they don't mess around with, like, they just get straight into that, um, you know, BDSM kind of <laughs> vibe. Yes. Yeah, I should say it's 66,000 words. So obviously a lot of that is smut. <laughs> like yes. yes there's a lot of it here they deliver on what they promise that's for sure so yeah, i guess it does start out as a, a an agreement between them for you know dom sub kind of action that yes. um and, and it's it's got like a week time limit on it so you know that there's pain coming yes <laughs> of, of this, one, this one is tagged as the old porn with plot so that plot is coming <laughs> Yeah, there is plot. Um, and they do, they, you know, as it goes on, they catch some feelings and they have some misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah. But, um, oh, yeah, very hot. <laughs> very hot and does have a portion in the fic where you might want to yell at them a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. Not because they're necessarily, they're not doing anything to each other that would make you mad or anything like that. But you just want them to communicate like at all not even that they're communicating badly yeah. you just want them to communicate at all <laughs> yeah they're very bad at communicating this yes they both um, i think they both have different kind of ideas of what is going on <laughs> a little yes. bit throughout it but... well also they're they're both like come from the world where they don't have to communicate with anybody right like they get told yes by everyone especially castiel in this yes. fix. he's mm-hmm. a rock star so he's got yes men surrounding him so they don't have to communicate it's easy for them to hide away like that was the thing there was so much time that progressed and i'm like they're not talking they could they could text they could call and they just (laughs) don't but in the world that they're in i think it's acceptable because they just don't 
have that kind of communication between them, you know? Yeah. Okay. But it, but it's a, it's a such, it is a very satisfactory ending. Yes. Yes. The ending and the way this all ties up is actually one of my favorite things about the fic, because it does give you that really good, like satisfying feeling at the end that I like. So, and we do love a public gesture sometimes, and this definitely has, Mm -hmm. I would say, a, a pretty epic kind of public gesture happening towards the end there, which. I'm a sucker for that on occasion. So it's yeah. fun to read about. Would be mortifying to happen in real life, but it's it's fun to read about it happening to other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think um the the uh there's some really beautiful uh, visual writing, not just in the in the smut itself, which obviously has to be quite a visual writing, otherwise you just don't understand what's going on. But <laughs> whose legs um, are these? <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Cass is this is um basically inverse Cass so he's I mean I don't think he's doing a whole lot of drugs while they're there but he does actually mention something about banging a few gongs before you're done mm-hmm. kind of he does have that vibe to him where um he's covered in tattoos and he's just like in piercings and whatever he's just like I'm just he gonna smoked. live my life yeah he smoke he does chain smoke quite a lot in this Mm-hmm. And I think Dean, I think Dean does a little bit too, right? Oh no, he's not allowed to. That's right, because of yes, the, he is not allowed uh, to. Because so Taff smokes regime. cigarettes. Yeah, and then he offers Dean a joint, and then G- Dean cannot take the joint because of his training. But he does yeah. puff on Cass's cigarettes a few times. He lights them for him, which is chef's kiss. If you're gonna make one of them smoke, you better make the other one light the cigarette for them. <laughs> yes, yeah, you, have be you have to. You have to. Uh, I don't know if the, I think there is some art in here of like Cass with his tattoos and everything. So, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yes. there is a few pieces of art. So yeah, which is really yes. great, and it does show Cass's tattoos. He has front and back tattoos, and the yeah. and they're written very well. You can visualize them very well. Yep. Yes, it was actually you know a, a decent bit of subscription uh, subscription <laughs> description of these tattoos because he does have quite a lot of them and. As, as is often the case in fic, you know, you get the feeling that they kind of tell a story. Um, not all of them, but mm-hmm. um, Cass definitely has a story in this. Um, and I always love that part of a fic where you know that both of the characters have a story, they have stuff going on, and even if they think they're not in a relationship, <laughs> um, they start just like getting little little inklings of that they start opening up to each other and and sometimes it can almost be kind of like a flippant thing like oh they're talking about something else and then like something will slip out and and you'll see a little bit of that background and i absolutely love it when that starts happening um yes and it kind of happens a lot in this fic because they don't think that there's any kind of relationship going on they literally just have this agreement so that Cass can write his album and that kind of stuff and it's like okay well why are you having these like deep discussions then dudes like just sort it out here <laughs> like, this was not this was not in the agreement <laughs> so I love that yeah but they're so cute they they're are. so cute about it Dean especially he's such a caretaker in this thing yeah like Dean, Dean looks after him I really love that part of him. Yeah, it brings him food and like makes him eat it and mm-hmm. puts ice on his knees and <laughs> oh, yes. that kind of thing. 
he is very good at it. And that's actually one of the other things I love about this story is very rarely, I won't say very rarely, because there are a handful of them out there that I could say off the top of my head, but this is a story where you have, um, as far as the BDSM demic, an inexperienced dom instead of an inexperienced sub, which is what we see more often. Um, but yeah. Dean just fully commits immediately. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm doing this. I guess as I've I'm somehow in. ended up in this situation, I'm, I'm going in. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I got here, but I'm all in. Yes. And he's clearly loving it. Like, <laughs> whatever he's it is that he's it. telling himself, he's clearly loving it. Yeah. And he is good at it. And he's good at, you know, the extra pieces as well. Not just the actual, like, sex parts. He's good at everything else that is heavily involved in that. Um, and yeah. it's just so fitting. Like, just the fact that Cass yeah. basically saw him across a room and went, you'd be good at this. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yep. I, I always know some people have some concerns with, like, you know, how BDSM is handled in fic, but I really liked the way this was handled because it gets into a little bit of the psychology of it and, um, you know, it's good. It's respectful. It's not, it doesn't feel rushed or unknowledgeable. Like, obviously, if the writer is not involved in the scene, they did their research. So I always appreciate that, especially when it has a tag like that, because this one has a lot of tags. And they're all legit tags, so. <laughs> but they're done in a really good way. You know, everything's done really respectfully. They yes. do get up to a lot mm -hmm. of stuff in this one. They I sure like do. We, like one of the, this, this um, Vic was, well, I, I think we mentioned this back in our actual episode we did on BDSM um, with CB Firestarter. We were saying that this is one of the first Vicks that we actually read, like when we were first getting into reading fanfic, like back in. <laughs> probably when this was new, like in 2015. Um, oh, that's an interesting uh, one to start with. <laughs> I know, I know. They, they, I just got given this link and went, hey, this is really good, read this. I'm like, okay. Um, and wow, <laughs> what a great start. <laughs> but anyway, um, once, so I haven't read it since then. This is the first time I've reread it, I think. Um, I don't, I'm not aware of having reread it again. But one of the scenes that, that stuck with me for six years or however long it's been, seven years, no, like, in eight years no i don't know it's been yeah, like a really long time since then <laughs> um is the scene with um i won't spoil it because it's it's worth reading just to get to the scene but uh the one the window one yes the one where he's like <laughs> tied up in the window that that stuck in my head like the whole time I'm like oh that's that fic with that window scene yeah <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that was that that yeah, that's that's worth picking this pick up for for sure. <laughs> yes, yes, very good. There's there's a lot of um, like a, a large proportion of this pick is just actually smart. <laughs> they've got <laughs> they've they've got that plot in there and it, and it is happening, um, and it's one of those things where you can definitely pick up on tiny things going forward. Like there is definitely kind of foreshadowing for certain things, but at the time you're you're in the middle of their toy box with them like you are not paying attention mm -hmm. <laughs> until later on when you suddenly go oh, oh to be right. in the middle of their toy box <laughs> <laughs> yeah somewhere in there amongst the anal beads and the dildos there is Sorry. some plot <laughs> three different kinds of lube yeah and that thing that looks like a tentacle that neither of them are quite sure what it does but they bought it anyway <laughs> And the, and the song that Cass writes. The 15-inch <laughs> rainbow dildo. Yes. 
Ah, this fig. Oh, dear. Uh, I love the fact that in this there is a conversation about the the 15-inch rainbow dildo or whatever. And I love the fact that Dean just objects on principle. Like, he's not, like, in any way emasculated <laughs> by this thing. He just objects on principle. Like, no, that is unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he literally says, he's like, I will not be able to not laugh. See, I can't. Exactly. I will. I'll just laugh. I won't be able to not laugh. You can't buy that. <laughs> yeah, like I have no issue shoving this up someone's asshole, but do not expect me to keep a straight face while I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, there was one thing near that. Like you know how we were saying how, like um, in older fix that predict the future. Like in this one, I was particularly struck when I read again that um, after they they part ways and he goes home and um you know Je jess and sam he's living with them again and he hears this the, the album i don't I'm, I'm skirting close to spoiler territory here but trying not to spoil anything too much <laughs> yes and then and then jess says something about how that after she finds out that it's that that's dean and cass were together and she's like oh he must love you because you know he wouldn't write a song about this if he didn't love you and then uh, Dean was like, I don't know if he can feel love in that way. He's just, he's really, he's closed off, whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, that's, <laughs> yes. that's exactly what happened at the end. Like oh not God. in canon even. Like this is Jensen saying, oh, Dean didn't think Cass could feel love like that. It's like, all right, how on. dare you? <laughs> yes. How dare you make that connection in my brain with this fic and what he opens his mouth and says about yes. Dean and Cass. Okay rude and this is the same thing again where this was written in 2015 yes yeah. but yeah. yeah yeah i was just like oh my god they've made that connection it really smacked you in the face when that happens yes. yes yeah anyway they worked it out in the end so you know who knows what may happen in the future with jensen fanfic ackles yeah <laughs> Jensen Fanfic Eccles, yes. Jensen F. Eccles, that is his name. This one has a, um, what is it, uh, an epilogue, so it did get an update. If you oh, yeah. read it in 2015 and haven't read it again, it got an, it got an epilogue in 2016, which is very yes. well written. Very, very sweet. Yes. It's like a flash forward for where they are in the future. And I was like, more, more? I was like shaking. More, I was like, where's the rest? More <laughs> words, please. I want more of these adventures. Yeah. All right. So the last pick that we're going to go for is called Tennessee Whiskey. Um, so this one's by Trenchcoat Baby. Um, and it was published back in 2019. So it's a bit, actually a bit newer than all the other ones that we've. Oh, no. Yours was uh, much more recent. Mel, but oh, anyway, yeah, that one's new. Um, it's this one's a nice sort of mid, like a shortish one, um, 20, 21,000 words rather than <laughs> the longer ones we've been talking about, and it's explicit. And the summary goes like this Dean Winchester is a Midwestern farm boy turned country music icon, and Cassiel Novak is a rising star pushing the boundaries of the genre, his fame reaching new heights. Despite ha never having met him, Dean hates Castiel completely. And one of these reasons is definitely not because Castian Castiel is the hottest man on the planet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're both they're both famous musicians at the start of this. I love this story. I forgot how much I love it. 
want to reread it. I remembered how much I love it. And this one is the one that is probably the most Jensen, I would say, in that we do have him being a, a country music icon here. Um, <laughs> yes. But we love bad first impressions and sexual tension, and we have those in spades. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah, so they do, they meet um, in a bar, actually, and, and Dean's just like, uh, do whatever you want, see ya, and it leaves. <laughs> and Cass is just like, what did I do? <laughs> oh, so sweet. But um, yeah, they do end up having to, uh, being forced to play together in, in a concert, like in a festival that's happening. And um, eventually they do work out their differences and have some very lovely uh, relationship building going on there. Um, eventually, I say, because they do have, they come close a few times and they get, you know, cock-blocked at the last moment. <laughs> We loved, we loved being literarily edged when we are reading about these two. Yes. <laughs> edging. Yes, literary edging is beautiful. We love it. As long as we get some satisfaction <laughs> at the end. Like, do not blue ball me. Yeah. <laughs> like... You don't want the fade to black. No, no. Not after I've earned it, okay? <laughs> I'm actually perfectly happy reading fix, like, without any smut in them. But, like, at that point, don't tease me, okay? <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah well you had charlie on your side in this one because she did eventually she was like look <laughs> you guys <laughs> um he likes you so just like what is the problem here um but yeah they do work it out uh i don't know if there's a whole lot more like i, I don't want to spoil anything because it's such a lovely build up of um you know tension here that that is one thing that um trench coat baby always does wonderfully in their fix and it is the build-up of tension um and it is beautiful in yes. this one i love it and there's a scene in a hot tub i mean come on oh, <laughs> can't yeah. go wrong with that right <laughs> Absolutely. there are not enough hot tub scenes yeah, in this fandom yeah that's very true um what it take the lead had a hot tub scene yeah it did, we could do yeah, with a few more yeah. I think I'm more than Hot one. Back 2023, <laughs> please. I need more. Uh, is that more than that? No. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, think they got in there twice. Yeah. yeah, no, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the thing that's really cute about this one is that they're both, um, even though they, well, Dean says that he hates Cass, but, you know, he really kind of has a bit of a crush on him, um, <laughs> even from the start. But they both, like, really admire the other's work. And then it's like... You know how when you, um, I, we've probably all had this before where you start talking to someone who you, you really admire and they're like, oh, I know you, I know your work. Like, this is just within fanfic circles, obviously. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm certainly not at a level where anyone outside is going to be recognised. But it's like, you get that feeling where you're like, oh my God, mutual fangirl moment. Ah. And this is totally Dean and Cass in this fic. <laughs> Pretty like, much. Hey, yes. I really like your work. I really like yours. But yeah, not until after they've actually like, worked out that they kind of have the hots for each other yes <laughs> don't hate there's even other. i think in one of the first scenes where we first meet Cass, there's even a moment where he's literally like thinking to himself like oh i'm an idiot for thinking that like someone like that would want to be friends with me <laughs> and i'm like yeah, yes yeah it's the mutual fangirl we we've been there <laughs> yeah 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 so yes funny. but then it turns out no 
then you become OTP. No, I don't think that works out for fangirl people. But anyway, sometimes it does. Well, I'm saying it's, it's I'm, I'm open I'm to sure, it. I'm sure it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, no, I just um, this actually ends up being extremely fluffy by the end because they are like uh, they then do get on stage and perform together and you know mm, have a great time and so it's all good. So cute. Yeah, <laughs> definitely worth a read for feel good things. Yes, and this is one of those like really good length fix where you can kind of start and finish it in one in one good fix um, and get all of the emotions. Yep. And as always, this yeah. one is incredibly hot because Trenchcoat Baby Woods writes wonderful Ah, uh, yeah, so. she's great at that. Um. <laughs> I have to put this one on my to-read list because I did not get a chance to read it. But um, I definitely want to read it now. You won't regret it. Definitely it's worth great. it. <laughs> yes, um, I'm going to suggest another of Mel's fix, which I have read <laughs> as we've got ah, here. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to suggest this is one from 2018 it was a mini bang um, and it's whenever I'm alone with you so this is a story um, with Rockstar Dean and author Cass and this is another one where I really mm-hmm. love the slightly unusual setting I guess I can say yeah yeah, you call it a setting yeah. um, there's, there's a bunch of this that basically takes place on a houseboat which is it's just very fun um <laughs> Um, it's lovely now this is one of those fics where everybody has those authors where even if they put something out that you think oh that's not really for me um, but you know you trust the author so you there, there are certain things that you'll overlook and you'll just read it anyway because you know that writer writes things that you enjoy so this fic is uh, like a secret relationship um, sort of story um, yeah. so usually I do not read anything point blank which has an established relationship at the beginning of the fic. Because to me, the enjoyment is seeing them meet and seeing them get to that point. So the build once, up. Yeah, I enjoy the build up. That's my favorite part. Once they're together, eh. <laughs> not, not to that point, but if I've invested that much, I want to see some payoff. But, but with this one, I was like, okay, no, I, I know I usually you know, enjoy everything that this um, writer puts out. So I'll go read it anyway. And I'm so glad that I did um because like i said you've got a really lovely setting in this one you've got rockstar dean and author cast i am an absolute sucker for author cast for some reason don't know where that came from but <laughs> it's it's a big one for me um and you have this kind of secret relationship where you as the reader are trying to guess if other people know or not at the same time as dean and cast are basically trying to work out like does Sam really not know? Like, even after all this time, like, they think he doesn't know. But part of them, part of them's kind of wondering, like, surely he's noticed by now? <laughs> like, because it's been, I mean, you can probably correct me, Mel, but it's been, like, years for these two, right? Like, since yes. high school, if yes. I remember right? Yes. Yeah. Very long. Long time. <laughs> they think yeah. they're very slick. <laughs> they think they are. <laughs> <laughs> but as a reader, you're kind of in the same position, because you're just like, but is there any way that Sam has not picked up on this? <laughs> like, nah, you must know, right? <laughs> so so it's, it's a lot of fun to read because of that. Um, it's very fluffy. Um, I don't know there's much else to say about this. It's about 22, almost 23,000 words. So I won't say any more on it and spoil it, but it's a lot of fun. It's very fluffy um, and it's got a great ending as well. We love a happy ending. 
Yeah. This hap- that ending of that one is really fun because it plays with that secret li- relationship trope of theirs and I had a lot of fun with that. Like I the I just like having, you know, the little twist or like you all everybody figures out who knew what by the end and that's a lot of fun. Yes. Had a lot of fun with that. I was going to say uh, ask Mel if you would mind. Like I know that you've got another fic that's in, involves a musician Dean, which is closing time, um, and I'm sure I've read it, but I don't remember enough about it at the moment to, to be able to, to talk about it. So, would you, would you mind um, giving us a bit of a rundown on that one? Yeah, they're sure actually both they're both musicians in that story. Um, Dean Dean plays the guitar, Cass plays the piano, and they it's um it's a fic where they it's like a flashback um college to present fic so the chapters kind of vary back and forth between now and then um we see the current time in Cass's point of view when he's returning to Lawrence and we see the alternate chapters in Dean's point of view when they meet when they're meeting so um it's kind of the best of both worlds they're not Dean when I say Cass is coming back to Lawrence, it's because we already know that he left uh, 10 years ago and he's returning. And the story is about um, them basically returning to each other. Cass comes back and Dean's in a relationship and he never left Lawrence. Uh, he pretty much lived out the dreams that they had planned together without him. And that's what he has to come back and face. And they come back well so the you know the past stories have them a really cute first kiss moment with music involved and um then when they come back dean's running the roadhouse and he has open mic night and they sing to each other coded messages of longing and i'm sorry i left you and you know um their way of coming back to each other and it's it was my first um like first real dcbb fic for the fandom and it's really near and dear to my heart i love them very much um and yeah it's one of my favorites it's one of my first ones but it's one of my favorites still oh that's always good i have to reread it now to remind myself they're so cute. They sing to each other. They sing in front of, like, it's open mic night. So, you know, Dean's, like, in this relationship that he's not happy in. And there's no, like, infidelity or anything, like, bad like that. Like, Cass, Cass is basically coming back asking for forgiveness. Like, we were friends also, and I just, I respect that you're with somebody, but also I would like to just be in your life, kind of. And Dean's just, uh completely still head over heels in love with him pretty much Aww. never stopped yeah. awesome. so it's great it's one of my favorites <laughs> and it has a playlist and it has all that kind of stuff so like it's very fun if you open up the playlist it has all the songs they sing to each other and yeah it's fun and there's a great it's it's I wrote it as like a found family kind of fic because Cass is doesn't have the type of family that Dean has. He's very supported where he is in Lawrence and like I think that's one of my favorite things too is that there's like 
so much found family and like that feeling of, you know, them choosing each other kind of thing. That's yes, we one of my favorite things. Time. Yeah, All right, it's a good, um, it's a good musician pick. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, did you have another one, Mel? I do. Um, I have another rock star dean well pop star dean technically i think this one is um this one has a, a slightly kind of different twist on it so this one is called dear dean and it's by that peculiar one um it's oh, yeah. just over thirty thousand words so dean is a performer he's 30 years old um he's kind of you know on tour performing all over the world he's very famous doing great um at the peak of his career as we are introduced to him according to the summary <laughs> um yeah and the concept in this fic is basically that dean gets um a box of letters delivered to him that um obviously he's he's on tour and he has people monitoring his mail and stuff like that so he doesn't get um you know a million tons of fan mail because you have people to go through it for you and weed out the crazies right <laughs> um <laughs> so dean gets this box of letters which are from Cass and we're kind of having um sort of flashbacks here like we look back and see how they met and what happened um it's not a spoiler to say that this is a like a parent Dean Winchester fic and a parent Cassiel mm. fic um because that that's right there in the tags at the beginning so <laughs> I'm not spoiling anybody on that um but it's more <laughs> kind of a look of how they got to that point and also what happens when Dean gets this pile of letters which he has not been getting up until that point um, so hopefully that gives enough hints as to what actually happened without like spoiling the entire story but Dean gets this box of letters and then has to make some decisions about his life essentially um, and it's it's really really good it's just really well written like technically there are you know like heavy topics here really of you know with, with the like, kid being involved and stuff but it's written in such a lovely way that I just find this entire fic to be like really wholesome and heartwarming and I love it <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> go give yourself a big mental hug and read this one mm. I think I did say the name <laughs> of it but it's uh did in case I did not say the name of it yeah. okay. do we get to see the letters um, I think you do get to read some of them, yeah. And there is uh, a playlist for this story as well, as we're looking into the musician awesome. aspect today. There is a playlist out there, so. <laughs> um, I am going to jump in with um, one that is, I think we've spoken about this before, but maybe not in um, as a main fic, I'm not sure. But anyway, um, Syncopation by mm. K.K. Tibal is um, about soul. It's a soulmate one. Um, with like a soul mark type thing. And so Dean just is living his normal life. I can't remember what his what he does. It's not important. Um, but <laughs> he he discovers that his his soulmate, like he sees that uh, his matching soul mark on uh, Castiel, who is a famous rock star, um, who and he's hiding. It's hiding underneath like around other tattoos like he's covered in tattoos but um the soul mark is the same as the one that dean has so therefore he knows he must be a soul soulmate and so then the actual a lot of the story is him actually trying to convince the people 
close, like firstly convince himself that he can actually try and, and approach Cass at all because he's like, I'm, I'm nobody. I can't, how, how am I going to get near to him? And then trying to convince other people around like his security and whatever that he, he actually needs to get in there and meet Cass. And then once they do meet, um, Cass is a bit sort of a, oh, how do I know that you're not just pretending, you know, <laughs> like it, there's a lot of obstacles in the way to actually them getting together. But, um, there's a lot of hope in it and it's uh, really always, uh, this author always writes really beautiful, um, love story. So definitely worth a read that one. Yeah, I have read that one, but it's been quite a long time since I've read it, I think. So might have to go and give that one a little revisit. Yeah. It's not super long. It's only like 15,000-ish. So. I just recently read that story. It's really good. Yeah. I do agree. It's very sweet. It's The funniest part about it is that um, Dean isn't really a fan of Cass's music. Um, it's Sam who's, <laughs> who's like a massive fan of him. So when... Dean sort of wants to go to the concert all the time and Sam's like why 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 are you coming all of a sudden like yeah he's, he can't understand it and then eventually he works out and he's like oh my god yeah it's really cute yeah I love that aspect because it gives me that like early season vibe of like when Cass was still very much an angel and Sam was like oh my god he's an angel yeah, and yeah. Dean was just like and <laughs> like that's right Seems like I told you they were dicks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so it gives it gives me that that vibe. I love it. It has really great descriptions of the tattoos as well. So that's a bonus if you like tattoos in your fic. Yes. Very popular trope, I feel like. I feel like we are a giant fandom of tattoo lovers. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. art associated with it too, right? I'm just having a look. There's yes. like a Martin uh, Art Master post because it's a. Uh, um, yeah, it was a mini bang. You so think there is like a master post of, of Cass's tattoos? I think. Yeah, I just tried to go to the the link and like Tumblr is doing that thing where it just doesn't go there. It just goes to the main page. I'm like, oh, thanks Tumblr. <laughs> the Tumblr app is just so <laughs> terrible sometimes. <sighs> okay, it wouldn't be the same if it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I um, do have one more quick um, recommendation, and I'm just going to do it very quickly, just because I know that we have um, covered this one on the podcast before, because yeah. it's in our fic collection. <laughs> so um, this is "Make You Feel My Love" by Cass Watches Over You and Sternchen Cass. It's twenty-four thousand words, um, and this is Dean and Cass actually meeting at a music festival. Um, but there is kind of some music playing and, and everything in this as well. Um, it, it's just a very fun fic to read. Like, it really gives you that, like, festival feeling at certain points when you're reading it. Um, it's, like, described in such a way that you can just imagine yourself at this festival surrounded by all these thing, all these uh, bands and crowds and these two people meeting and falling in love or at least, you know, mm. a one-night stand in a tent, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Though it does turn into more than that, obviously. Um, there's a little bit of plot in this one and some really great side characters with the kind of friends that attend these festivals with them so yeah and some tattoos yeah. and some tattoos yes it was our tattoo <laughs> episode that we talked about this one right uh was it <laughs> I'm pretty I, sure. I think so yeah. probably yeah it was only recently it was like a couple episodes ago i do remember there being fantastic tattoos in this yes so yeah um, i won't give any more information just go listen to the other episode <laughs> 
and good side characters are like just such a good bonus like of course you want to read your story about Dean and Cass but if the supporting cast is written well you're just like ah oh, this is great you want yes. you don't mind the scenes with them yeah no it's one of the things that like turns a good fic into a great fic for me is when I fall in love with the rest of the cast as well I agree um we do have a list of a bunch of different fics obviously we do a lot of reading around the the tropes that we pick so um we will have that list on the blog there's quite a lot on there so yeah anybody who wants to see any more there will be a, a big list there of curated uh musician fix for you as always <laughs> and there's quite there's quite a lot of fix on there this time from we've got some from um from chaotic dean there's one on there from trisha 16 there's a, there's a lot so please do go and investigate that because i've read some of them very recently and they are very good <laughs> so yeah. um thank you so much for coming to talk to us mel lovely to have you thank you guys for having me i really i'm really happy that you asked me to come on and this was a lot of fun yeah i could talk got, about um, fic all day well have you got more have you got one coming out soon or that you, anything you're working on that you can tell us about um you know i feel like are aren't we always working on a bunch of fix um <laughs> yes yes <laughs> um are yeah you doing i find this year or no, I, I really, like I said, I have a lot of trouble with the deadlines. So like the last mm-hmm. few rounds of fix, I'm like, I can't, especially my, my life's gotten more chaotic in the last year. So I don't have as much time to write as I used to have, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but you know, when, when there's shenanigans happening in the fandom, it kicks my writing into gear. So like, you know, jib just passed. So been writing a lot of words (laughs) what a great weekend um, it's been (laughs) (laughs) they fed us this weekend that's all i'm gonna say especially we're talking about musician um hello jensen serenading misha on stage what was that about i don't even want to get started on this because that's a whole other podcast episode in itself but that was amazing i Um, still can't believe that actually happened (laughs) i can't believe that was real that was out of one of the fanfics that we discussed i'm sure of it like there's no way that that was real (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah i i'm working on a sequel to one of my dcbb stories um now that i found you i really wanted to get it finished before i started publishing it because i didn't want to abandon it and then like it took me a year to almost write a chapter so <laughs> i'm getting back into it so Hopefully by the end of this year, I'll start posting that fic. Um, and it'll, like I said, it's a sequel to one of my other DCVDs. Um, so we'll see. Well, hopefully I find the time and I'm working on like two other small stories, but if I'm trying to avoid one, I'll work on the other. So who knows which gets finished first. (laughs) Okay. That sounds familiar for sure. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, um, as we mentioned, you can find links to everything we've talked about today on our website, mixtapebookclub.com. And you can get in touch with us. Um, tell us about any musician fix that we missed out or that you enjoyed recently. Um, you, we're on social media, mostly under Mixtape Book Club. And, or you can email us, contact at mixtapebookclub.com. Or you can join the Profound Bond Discord server uh, where we have a channel there or 
our Discord server, which you can get into by becoming a supporter on Coffee. Um, uh, that was all I was going to say, and now I've lost my place in the script. <laughs> That's all right. I'll pick us up. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. So come and join us again for our next episode when we are going to discuss Demon Dean Fix. So mm-hmm. anybody who knows me knows I'm very excited for that one. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's some great ones um, out there. Yes, and we are going to try and cover, I think, a variety of Demon Dean Fix because we've got a good crop of these out in the fandom. I'm going to have so much fun doing the research for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. And as always, remember that the story isn't over until we say it is. (laughs) 